We're outside the travel agency, a cannabis store that's got everyone buzzing. When I walked in, I felt like I was in the elite of the skies, like I'm about to get elevated and lifted in the best way. Got the important essential things. I need sleep, so tinctures, salves to relax my body, right? The best New York flowers. Come down to the travel agency and see for yourself. For use only by adults age 21 and older. Keep out of reach of children and pets. In case of accidental ingestion or overconsumption, contact the National Poison Control Center. Consume responsibly. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym. Here at the podcast, I intend to invite guests and performers from my Bedpost stage show that I do here in Toronto. Um, but today, I have a special guest from the realm of sex, sex and sensuality. Please welcome to the mic, Emanuela Fernandez. Hello. Hello, Erin. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> me too. My gosh. I first came across you because you were kind of collaborating or presenting through Oasis, yes. which is uh, some uh, place that I kind of know intimately a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you got to get intimate when you're at Oasis Aqua Lounge. Right? You have to in some way. Yeah, in, totally. Um, yeah. And you are, and Manuela is a book author, a sensuality expert, and a cuddle culinary journalist yes am I saying all those things correctly I realize that it's a mouthful because you know I've done so many things yes uh, and you know and I do so many things every single day and that's why I get such pleasure and satisfaction from my everyday life yes so but yes you did actually ma- mastered it just beautifully thank you for that because most other people will say oh you know so which which one is the shortest one and you're like no it's all three or nothing baby that's right I love <laughs> all that. or thank nothing um, and it's kind of interesting that you uh because the first thing I saw that you're doing at Oasis had to do with food, food and foreplay. Um, so you have a bit of a culinary background, right? Um, I do. Since you're a journalist and yeah. you've done a bit of writing in that field and whatnot. And how did you make the jump from kind of food into sensuality, sexuality type stuff? Well, it's a great question because it kind of happened through really something like identity crisis because <laughs> you know I I mean I, I did news and then I did kind of very formal journalism and then I realized that that was just something that really wasn't as satisfying as I needed it to be yes and I realized that I actually love to cook and I just had this passion for for food and for writing about food I mean that's where the juiciness was and oh, that's what juiciness. also yes allowed me to be juicy right <laughs> to connect with my juiciness and the more I kind of explore the world of food and 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 pleasure that people derive from food mm-hmm. and the fact that we're actually disconnected from you know pleasure that comes from eating from cooking and so on and so on I realized that there was actually 
actually a niche there. And what I started to do is I kind of started to do research about how pleasure and sensuality and food are interconnected. And I realized that actually food and sex are the only two forms of art that involve all five of our senses, which is a pretty cool thing, right? So nothing else competes for that coveted spot when it comes to <laughs> giving us that ultimate pleasure. So I realized that there is a connection through aphrodisiac foods, which are the foods that stimulate our sexual ah, desire. Yes. So I realized that there is really something that, you know, to be said about, you know, the connection, the strong connection between the two. Yeah. And then I just pretty much started to research, you know, the kind of the sensuality of food. And then it kind of branched out to everything else. But it really started with food. Interesting. Yeah, because I think we kind of follow a similar kind of pathway. I was um, in the food industry. I still am, but I was uh, a restaurateur for a while. Um, and then uh, when I was kind of starting to want to sell my restaurant, that's when I got uh, involved in writing erotica. And that's kind of what set me on my track. Um, and it's interesting when I mentioned that to you, where you're like, oh, were they related to you in any way, the food and the sexuality, sensuality? And I was like, nope. <laughs> Right. No, they weren't. And I, I find that very interesting uh, mm-hmm. that for you, it was very much connected. Very much so. um, for me, I was like, no, nope, never even thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe today we'll all think about it because today totally. we're certainly going to touch on some of those subjects. Yeah, yeah. So why don't we start with um, food and foreplay then? Mm-hmm. So you mentioned aphrodisiacs. Um, tell, tell us about food aphrodisiacs. Well, the aphrodisiacs are the foods that are stimulating our libido. And I mean, the world of, you know, culinary journalists and, and medical community, they're so conflicted when it comes to... Yeah, is there science of, on it? Like Absolutely. I mean, some people will say, well, you know, there is really no correlation. But I do believe that, you know, every single food has some sort of function, yeah. you know, and it has some sort of purpose and it does something either good or bad for our body. So, you know, and all the aphrodisiac foods, you know, they do something good and they have some sort of function. So most of them have the function to, you know, that may either, you know, fastens our blood flow, which also, you know, fastens our blood flow into certain areas yes. responsible for our sexual health, right? <laughs> I think I know the areas you're yes, talking about. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So we're on the same page already. So this is going fantastic. You know, and we, and I mean, those are those are the things that kind of constitute aphrodisiacs. Interesting. So what 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 uh, what foods? What okay. foods? Let's, so let's talk about. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna kind of give you a couple of my favorites. So why don't we start with honey? I mean, oh, there's something honey. so sensual about honey, right? It it has that you know the sweetness and the stickiness and the you know just kind of you can melt it and drizzle it. I mean that sensuality right there. You know what reminds me sort of sort of cut Absolutely. you off. I just mm-hmm. had a, a tangent. Um, I watched. A, have you ever seen splooshing? Food splooshing? Yes, of course. As a kink, yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the things the interesting things they brought up about honey specifically say they drizzle a little bit of honey uh on on the forearm or whatnot and they just kind of just did this to the host to come and kind of demonstrate um and at first you know it was uh more liquidy and then as it uh the water kind of evaporated from it over time and over time of the friction it became tackier and stickier it went from kind of a slimy slippery kind of a feeling to like 
a kind of tearing at the hair, kind of like a Band-Aid, you know, ripping off or like when you get a wax, like it went from that. So it like had this range of sensation from one from when it was warmer to when it cooled and to when the evaporation happened. It was like Mm -hmm. honey just in general. It was like, oh, my God, this is like five different sex toys. Uh, as, <laughs> as it goes along, yeah, in five minutes, essentially, very interesting, right? And it's so, and it's just, it's so sensual. You can heat it, you can, you know, kind of use it uh, at a room temperature. It's fantastic, mm-hmm. but it also contains boron, which is, um, you know, the ingredient that actually balances our sexual hormones. So Say again, can you testosterone? Can you spell that for me? Boron, B O R O N. B O R boron. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, you know, they say birds and the bees. There, some people say that. <laughs> Maybe, you know, that kind of originated from the honey because it is one of the world's oldest aphrodisiacs. It's really, really fantastic. So, I mean, you know, and that really goes hand in hand with our sexual health because, I mean, if we, you know, if our... um, Because isn't honey a superfood? It certainly is. You're encouraged to eat honey, yeah? It's very good for you. I mean, it protects your your throat from different infections and, you know, just common colds and things like that. It's a natural sugar, not one of our nice natural sugars that are good to ingest. It's so good for us. And it is an aphrodisiac. So it kind of balances our sexual hormones, which is so important. Um, Another one, I love figs. Do you like figs, Erin? I do. Oh, I love figs. And I mean, it's such a sexy looking fruit, right? It's an international symbol of fertility. Is it? And yes, it oh, is. Oh, for a reason, I'm sure. Yeah. And of With which you is. will tell me right now. <laughs> yes, yes. So what figs do, they actually are loaded with potassium. Mm-hmm. Potassium is very important for our muscles. So it actually builds our stamina. So we're able to, you know, just really, really stay strong. However, on a flip side, it also helps to relax our muscles. So if you're coming home and you're feeling a little bit tense and tighten your shoulders, have a couple of figs and they're going to just give you that natural Mm -hmm. relaxing effect. Now, when I think potassium, I think bananas. Another fantastic aphrodisiac. Is it? Yes. Yes. It is. I mean, it's not probably as kind of worldwide known as an aphrodisiac or a very popular aphrodisiac, but absolutely. Bananas are also known to kind of help you with sleeping problems and things like that. So it also has those relaxing effects. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure moving on from aphrodisiacs, we'll talk about how we can use food in other ways. It's very phallic, the banana. (laughs) Yes, it certainly is a very, very kind of... Pleasant for your sight if you're looking at it. Very pleasant, Emmanuel. (laughs) (laughs) And I got to tell you about my absolutely all-time favorite aphrodisiac. This one is actually might blow your mind. Okay, yeah, give it to me. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Chili pepper. Do you like spicy food, Erin? Ooh, I like not crazy hot. I like something with a bit of a bite for sure. Well, let me chili tell pepper. you what chili pepper does to you. It actually mimics the way we feel when we're sexually aroused. Think about it. Mm. When you're eating something spicy, yes. right? The first thing that happens, your breath starts to race on you, right? <laughs> and then your your kind of um, sweat glands start to produce yeah. sweat. Little sweat beads beads all over your all over your yeah, skin. Yeah, you're flushed. You're, you're flushed, yeah. right? And then your as I said, your breath fastens and also your lips get a little bit tingly. And that's how we usually feel when we're sexually aroused. So it actually mimics the way our body feels when we're aroused. And that's pretty cool, no? That is very interesting. There you go. You live wow. and you learn. You who, see? who would have thought that chili yeah. was <laughs> just eat a big bowl of chili and then you'll be <laughs> ready for sex? <laughs> that's the takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's really amazing. Neat, right? Yes. Very cool. Um, and... Uh, 
are these so when would we eat these foods you know if if we want to get the aphrodisiac effects from these foods so when are when are we eating them kind of so or like listen, what's this what's the setup what's the situation with the these the more foods? the better the longer the better right so when when let's say if we're eating them for a week that's when we're usually kind of when we incorporate them into our diet for at least a week that's when we're usually getting the most oh, kind of okay. effective effect from them right because i mean listen our body needs quite a bit of the ingredient to really really kind of get us into into the to kind of you know, start to adjust to the food and start to kind of give us those wonderful effects. So just eating one fig, you know, an hour before, not necessarily. Probably not going to do the same, but you really kind of have to make it into a staple and a part of your diet. Okay. On another hand, chili pepper, something like a chili pepper, right? It's going to work really fast. You're kind of going to get those very similar feelings and very similar emotions. So, uh, so yeah, but I mean, if you were talking about traditional aphrodisiacs, yes, you have to kind of incorporate them into your everyday life in to order get to the make full them. effects. Yes. yes. So yes. what else about food? Are we, are we, can we use food in other ways when it comes to? Well, Listen, I think that food is just a part of bonding and mating and dating, and it's been yes. like this forever. It's a staple of who we are, of how we function, of you know how we live our life and, and how we work, right? It's just who we are. Yes. Um, however, we can also incorporate into you know, food into our foreplay. Yes. Right? What a fantastic way to kind of, you know, get things going and get things get things happening. I mean, I always say, so sex is very sensual and eating is very sensual. Yes. You know, if you kind of want sensual inspiration when it comes to food, right? Think of... Nine and a half weeks with Mickey Rourke and Kim Basinger, right? Yeah. That movie. I mean, remember that scene where they're just feeding each other? I mean, that's hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. you can actually do that with your partner in your kitchen, in your bedroom, in your living room, wherever you are. You mm. can do those types of things. I mean, think about it. I mean, you can really, um, you know, play with different textures, play with different temperatures, right? Everyone who wants to play with food the first thing that they should think of is, you know, play with temperatures. Maybe mm. suckle, a lo- suckle on a lollipop yeah. or suckle on a on a popsicle, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, see if you can even go down on your partner. Yeah, or even you, just kissing, yeah. Or even or just kissing, Or on nipple, kissing, right? skin, yeah, anywhere. Absolutely That's anywhere, a very unique right? sensation. Just drizzling, you know, something very cold, you know, on all over your partner's body. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. Right? It's gonna give you that fantastic kind of sensation that, you know, is gonna be tickling and tantalizing mm-hmm. and intriguing. Yeah. And it's just gonna, you know, be very, very exciting. Yeah. I had some like warmed up massage oil on me recently and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is where it's heaven. at. <laughs> it's heaven. And then think about it. What if prior to that you you know would have gotten some kind of cold for foreplay right before yeah, right yes and, or doing right both after temperatures. exactly and i mean and the truth is some of our you know body parts actually only respond to temperature mm-hmm. so even some of our you know erogenous zones some of our nerve endings only respond to temperature to kind of you know play with the temperature mm-hmm. and they actually don't respond to anything else so if you are not actually incorporating that temperature play into your, um, you know, foreplay or into your sex. Right? You're missing out big you time. You actually are mi- b- missing out big time. You don't even know what it feels like, which is kind of 
crazy. Right? That's interesting because I feel like a, tons of people have not experimented with temperature play like yeah. at all. Yeah. And I know like I work at a sex shop. So right away my head goes to like the warming and cooling lubricants and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And also um, when we were talking about kind of getting the blood flowing to the proper places, like there are a bunch of like, um, you know, nipple titillators or clitoral stimulants where they're doing exactly that. Yes. And it's interesting. A lot of the... Um, a lot of the ingredients in these uh, products are like like peppermint is in a cooling, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, or like uh, cinnamon is in a warming. So they are kind of based yes. in, in foods, and 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 along those same lines, I mean, like when you look at like scented and flavored lubricants and scented and flavored massage oils and stuff like that, is that kind of tapping into our same kind of? Um, you know, uh, uh, what am I trying to think of? When you smell something and it makes you feel a certain way, like makes you feel relaxed or Mm -hmm. uh, something like that. Is that all kind of similar to as if you were ingesting this, that food? It is similar, but I mean, our sense of smell and our sense of taste, they are two different senses, right? Right. But an interesting thing about uh, your sense of smell is that it actually is connected to our limbic um, lobe in our brain, which is responsible for certain feelings and certain emotions and certain, um, you know, just, um, um, you know, certain kind of, uh, yeah, emotions that are, that are attached to our experiences. And right, actually like nostalgic. What happens, yeah. Exactly, or memory, yeah, like body memory, sense memory. Exactly. Right. It can actually really tap into something that was suppressed for many, many years. And all of a sudden, a certain smell or a certain kind of fragrance can just bring you back. You yes. know, we a lot of us, for example, will change the perfume after a breakup. Interesting, right? yes, because that smell has a very distinct memory of that person for you. Yeah, I can't stand like, yeah, let me list the, the perfumes I can't say. CKB. Okay. <laughs> that was in the 90s. <laughs> I can't get near, I think, CKB and CK1. I just can't. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God, I'm smelling that boyfriend. That's right. So, <laughs> that's not what I want. <laughs> so those are the fragrances that kind of stimulate, you know, your, you know, response to certain memories, certain feelings, certain emotions, and you know, you just gotta 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 avoid them. Yeah. And it's true. It's the same thing with food because I mean, one of the first things that we actually perceive when we are enjoying the meal is the fragrance, right? Yes. And we actually should engage our sense of smell you know as much as possible because another thing that people don't realize is that you know another way that kind of food and sex are interconnected mm-hmm. is because one of the first things that we have to do is to smell food and the reason for that is because when we inhale the fragrance of the food mm-hmm. it actually sends the response into you know in our body that says okay now there's food coming and it actually helps us produce the digestive enzymes ah. which is the same thing like with sex right when we are, you know, having that foreplay and a very sensual kind of play yeah. and, and, and words and talking and touching and kind of giving us time to prepare for sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, what happens is, of course, there's lubrication for women, there's erection for men, and we're actually having a much more enjoyable intercourse mm-hmm. as a result of that. Yeah. And I think everyone can relate with um, just loving the scent of your partner, like just putting your face right in their neck mm-hmm. and just like it's like yes. crack to me like yes. Yes. <laughs> how my nesting partner smells like I could smell him 
all day. Like yes. no matter what, I'm like, he is never smelling bad to me. Like, and that's, I think that's just a very powerful thing. Like that, that creates um, such like warm feelings for me when Absolutely. I smell my partner, you know what I mean? So I can imagine that's all part of like that kind of body preparing for mm. sex right Absolutely. like it just it does something to every part of me to smell my partner yes you know yes, yes. it's um, a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing did you have anything else to say about food before we move on well you know just kind of in general when it comes to foreplay I find mm-hmm. that a lot of people kind of have this idea that they have to use things that are kind of traditionally known as foreplay ingredients like Chocolate, whipped cream, whipped cream chocolate yes, thank and you. And things like that, right? Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't have to be. You know, you really can kind of uh, experiment. Why not spaghetti? <laughs> what would I do with spaghetti? Tell me. Set the scene. Well, let me ask you something. <laughs> Why not spaghetti? I mean, it's stringy and it's messy. And it's okay for things to get messy when it comes to your foreplay, if you're asking Yes, me, right? yeah. Wet, okay. The wet and messy fetish. That's a huge thing. Lots of people love getting all wet and all, yeah. all messy. Yeah. But sex is, it's okay to have a messy sex. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's kind of artistic and it's kind of hot and it's kind of messy and it's steamy. And I mean, oh, yeah. it's really very, very, um, you know, kind of out of the box. And I mean, you have to create rituals that work for you because every couple is different. Yes. Right? Every couple has their own ways to kind of bond and mate and have fun. So so you really can't, it doesn't have to be all kind of the traditional sugar-coated Things, right? It can yeah. be, you know, even brie It can cheese. be chili, a bowl of chili. Yes, it can be brie cheese. I mean, brie, brie cheese is a fantastic palate cleanser. So yeah. if you were, you know, doing a little, you know, had a little marathon of oral pleasure or yeah. whatever, you know, cleanse your palate. Have with a bit of brie baked cheese. brie. Yeah, <laughs> get, that's the, what I- <laughs> get the brie in the oven beforehand. <laughs> go down on me for 20 minutes and yes, then ma'am. go get that big brie. <laughs> Come back for another 20 minutes and just keep putting more food in the oven. Yeah, I love it. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, one thing I wanted to mention, like, what about, uh, what is your opinion and what, what do you generally tell people that want to actually incorporate the food into their sex? So, say, using, like, a fruit or something, for example, as a masturbation device or, you know, actually, uh, well, I guess we kind of said with the whipped cream, you know, mm-hmm. actually spraying it on yeah. the body and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, what, uh, do you have any recommendations of how to do that maybe safely and uh, pleasurably for people? Right. I think that's a fantastic question because a lot of people don't realize is that especially when it comes to women, our erogenous zones are extremely, extremely sensitive when it comes to, you know, sweet things and things like that. So really, you shouldn't put too many sugary things, you know, near our erogenous zones, especially female genitalia. Yeah, yeast yeast infection city. Exactly. It's the yeast infection city. It's so well said. And, you know, the only thing that is really kind of universally safe is coconut oil. Coconut oil? Go for Put it, it everywhere. No problem. Yeah, Put it I, all over I your uh, body. yeah, I had a gynecologist uh, specifically recommend that as a lubricant for me mm-hmm. because I was having issues with uh, irri- like being irritated. Right. Um, I had yeah, I had like uh, it burned when I peed for like six months straight, mm-hmm. and they had tested everything under the sun, and it ended up just they weren't a hundred percent sure, but they're like, it most likely just got a little bit irritated mm-hmm. in your urethra. And it was just, it took that long to heal. And he was like, you know what? Use his 
recommendation was use coconut oil. Every time, use coconut oil. Yeah, it's natural. It's safe. It smells like a vacation. It smells lovely. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, in the meantime, I've been, like, that was maybe a year ago now. But, like, now I'm uh, doing a lot of, like, massage, which is, that's not something I had done but like say the past six months I've been incorporating a lot of oils uh like through massage so like oh yeah coconut oil right away it's like close your eyes and you're like on the beach (laughs) especially if it's heated oh Mm -hmm. put it in the microwave don't heat it up too hot that's that's dangerous like make sure you uh temperature test it before drizzling it on somebody but um oh man that'll just transport you yes and and you know well one more tiny thing that you have to consider is also make sure that when you're playing with food with whatever make sure that your partner is not allergic to it yes very good point right because a lot of us let's say you know why not peanut butter why not uh well i have a friend that's allergic to strawberries she's allergic to nothing else but strawberries and she can't have a strawberry flavored anything Mm -hmm. touching her so like always good to check in yes and also no spicy food so chili pepper (laughs) is okay to eat kind of when we're you know outside of you know outside of the bedroom but don't bring it in the bedroom because it really can just turn into a disaster I'm sure I'm sure like not everyone but I know a lot of chefs have um the story of they've been cutting chili peppers or jalapeno peppers or whatever you know and then they go to use the washroom yes (laughs) and then their penis is on fire okay uh (laughs) Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> to um, uh, we kind of are hitting on it a little bit, uh, but one of your um things that you talk about a lot as a sensuality expert is getting in touch with our own sensuality, like on a daily, minute, minutely, hourly basis, mm-hmm. right? Um, let yeah, let's just start with there. Why why is that important? Well, I think we're just depriving ourselves from living a life fully and very presently. Uh, You know, if we are disconnected from our sensuality, our life is just deprived from little sensual adventures and little sensual delights um, that we all should have. And they're so accessible to each of us. Yeah, I feel like it's so easy to go around disconnected from anything your senses are doing. So easy to be on the bus, on your phone, and just not being connected. And the truth is, most of us are disconnected yeah. because of our phones, because of the noise that are, you know, is created by social media, by, I mean, our lives in general. Yeah. I mean, we busy lives, just busy lives yeah. and it's life and it's, you know, part of living in North America. And I think it's just, you know, becoming a very global issue as well. All of us are becoming extremely, extremely disconnected from, you know, just what gives us pleasure. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are disconnected even from our partners, some of us, right? Mm-hmm. Some of us don't like smelling our partners like you do. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right some of us just it's really just uh it, even sex becomes a job mm. right because we are just we don't have time to connect with anything and i think bringing back that awareness to how sensual our existence can be can actually just be really really rewarding it can be so so tantalizing and it just mm-hmm. really can just bring us back to a very kind of basic minimalistic lifestyle where we don't need to you know to consume as many things we don't need to keep up with the joneses and so on and so on so mm-hmm. it's really very basic principle that we can learn a lot from mm-hmm. so what can we what can we do today to get more in touch with our sensual self 
Wow, that's a, that's a big question. And the <laughs> truth is, the answer is actually very simple. Mm-hmm. You have to find what works for you because mm-hmm. for everybody it's different. But I think that the, one of the most important things is get in touch, be curious about what gives you that sensual satisfaction. You know, and it can be so simple as, you know, taking maybe a lengthy shower and giving oh. yourself an extra moment I'm in there. so glad you said that. <laughs> I love taking showers. <laughs> Me too. You have no idea I'm... how many times. Uh, you know, my husband tells me, he says, do you really need, need to take such long showers? Because I mean, how really, long are your showers? Oh my goodness. Sometimes I can stay there for 30 minutes. How, how many times? How often? <laughs> Twice a day sometimes. I sometimes do three times a day. I sometimes have a half hour shower <laughs> three times a day. I I'll love drink to that. I love showers. <laughs> I'll drink to Cheers. that. Cheers. And you know, I feel bad, but I don't about it. <laughs> but listen, why do you feel bad? It's no, okay. it's just it's like wasting that... water and stuff like that. But I mean, it's all going to an investment in my <laughs> pleasure. Sense of well-being. <laughs> it's self-care. Like, honestly. It's like, self-care, big time. Oh, yes. I just, I need it. it. I feel like it just helps me with my day so much. Yes, and then think about <laughs> it. So you take that very satisfying shower. You step out of the shower and you feel those little beads just crawling down your back. And you wrap yourself in a very luxurious, just fluffy towel. Yeah. And then you have a cup of coffee, which is satisfying. And you take your time with it. Yeah. Right? You don't just pop it just for the hell of getting that kick off, you know, serotonin going through your body, which is a feel-good hormone. But, I mean, there's more to it, right? Mm -hmm. There's that feeling of satisfaction. There's that feeling of just, you know, engaging your senses of taste and touch and smell and sight and all of that. I mean, giving yourself that time to just reconnect and I mean, asking yourself, what is it that you want? Mm -hmm. What is it that you're lacking? What is it that you're missing in your life? Mm -hmm. And all those things are going to take us closer to our ultimate sensuality. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, you can certainly take it to your bedroom, to your office you can take it anywhere you like Mm -hmm. so it's really I think mainly about reconnecting with yourself and creating small rituals that will help you get there Mm -hmm. so say okay so say I enjoy I love a shower right as I said (laughs) Um, so just uh, taking your time with it and taking your time to like check in about about the pleasure of it yes yeah and then so I know that's something I enjoy so make sure I you know book a time like I work that into my schedule every day Mm -hmm. you know like so so take time finding out what you know what what things am I doing already that are pleasurable how can I take more time with them to get all of the facets of pleasure out of them and then make sure that I'm doing that kind of on a on a regular basis is that a good Start. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic start. And when you start, you realize that there are so many sensual pleasures that you have in life and yeah. you don't even realize that they're yeah, there. Yeah, like, like what, for example, that somebody might not... Listen, food. You know, yeah, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's food, my food, favorite food. thing, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, you can indulge your sense of sight and sense of touch. You know, when people come to me and ask me, they say, well, Emanuela, how do I get in touch with, you know, this kind of basic primitive pleasure? And I say, eat with your hands. Ooh, yeah. Right, because it's going to... Eat a bowl of chili with your hands. <laughs> well, you know, maybe not chili, but again, why kidding. not? I'm just kidding. 
But sure. But why not? If that's something that will get you in touch with your kind of untamed sensuality where Mm. you don't really care about, you know, it being... um, you know, keeping things very clean. You know, it's okay to get messy. Yes. You know, sensuality, like that raw, untamed, you know, feeling of just pure indulgence, pure pleasure. Mm. For some people, it will be just getting messy. For other people, it might be very refined and they will want to, you know, um, kind of channel their inner Marie Antoinette and drink from, you know, fine china. Right, yes. (laughs) And again, from others, right? For me... For me, it's maybe walking barefoot and, you know, the mm. spring is, is almost here, right? I mean, it's taking its sweet Hopefully. time. Hopefully, knock on wood, yep. But yes, you know, maybe it's just spending some time in the sunshine and really like just, you know, indulging in that tingling sensation of feeling, you know, sunshine on your skin. It's mm-hmm. a fantastic, it's a beautiful thing. And that's how you slowly get in touch with your sensuality. Mm-hmm. It's it's in everything. Sensuality is in everything. It's in your perfume. It's in the fabrics that we wear. You know, maybe what makes you feel very sensual is cotton or maybe for someone else it's silk yeah getting maybe, home and putting on that silk robe after your yes, long shower yeah maybe for someone else it's latex yes right or you know something else something very badass you know maybe for someone leather else leather, leather. De- yeah a lot of people oh, it's my leather goodness yeah you know what people don't realize i actually you know i happen to be a bit of a badass in my private life <laughs> i love leather <laughs> Yes, yes. You can so, still be femme presenting and be an absolute badass and bitch. I ta- and I take pride in it. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So, Minula, I think it's about time to take a break. And I think it's a great segue that we're talking about leather because, oh, my God. Okay, so I've got a bunch of lovely little surprises in here for you. Our first thing that I want to show off here, these are all the same thing in a bunch of different sizes. Because unicorn collaborators, uh, one thing that they're really fantastic in is fitting all body types. So we've got super extra small. So this is like probably a me or a you, um, all the way up to kind of a largest here. And these are just for, these could either be actually ankle cuffs uh, for a smaller uh, statured person, or they could be uh, somebody's big, big old wrists up in here. So generally how um, these work is they can either be worn exactly as is, as a lovely little double cuff bracelet or you can fold them out like this and they're handcuffs and talking about harnesses this last one here is in this lovely red leather this is a thigh harness this piece actually is completely adjustable so this uh, can fit lots of different body types same thing we uh, can use the snaps to interchange for whatever ring you need to use for the particular dildo you need to own or you have own Um, and this is worn just across your thigh Um, so somebody can be you know bouncing on that lap Santa's it's the Santa color <laughs> are you it's naughty actually my favorite or are you nice color. is that your favorite color red is my favorite oh well so passionate maybe I'll have to put one of these unicorn collaborators uh harnesses aside for you oh fantastic so, I'm so excited <laughs> they also want you to know at unicorn collaborators uh that they make custom pieces as well so you can collaborate uh unicorn collaborators you can collaborate with them to make any sort of uh, fetish wear leather wear uh, piece that you want. Unicorn Collaborators, we're going to find them unicorncollaborators at gmail.com. Uh, they're at Facebook slash Unicorn Collaborators. They are Twitter at U Collaborators. And they're also on uh, Instagram at uh, Unicorn Collaborators. 
And a second lovely sponsor of ours is our full-time sponsor, ComeAsYouAre.com. Come as you are. Okay. They are, they have the distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop, which is absolutely incredible. They are anti-capitalist, they're feminist, and they only carry products that they 100% believe in and at a super low price. And uh, talk about low prices, you can uh, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when you visit, uh, when you check out at ComeAsYouAre.com um, to get a 15% discount. And if you are in Canada, you're also going to get, uh, for orders over $50, you're going to get free shipping. So, I mean, no brainer. Go over to comeasyouare.com. They have so many different sex and sexuality products there um, to go check out. That said, Emmanuel Fernandez, hello. 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 I'm so happy to be back. (laughs) (laughs) We, okay, so talking about staying on the sensuality train... You uh, do talks about, um, you're talking about channeling your sensual goddess. Am I talking mm. about that correctly? You are. <laughs> my, I do I have myself, a sensual? Are you a sensual goddess? I consider myself a sensual goddess. And I think that you're definitely a sensual goddess in training for sure. Oh, yes. <laughs> I need a badge. I need a, can I have well, a pen? Do you have a? <laughs> uh, no, but we'll put one of those you know, handcuff things on you. Great. <laughs> Tell me about this. How does one channel their own sensual goddess? Well, I think, again, it's about becoming aware of your femininity. And, you know, a sensual goddess can be single, she can be married, she can be gay, she can be straight. It's it's really, um, you know, in, it doesn't kind of, um, you know, depend on anything else but a woman herself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really about getting in touch, as I said, with your pleasure with your not only sexuality but just what gives you pleasure in general Mm -hmm. and I think that one thing about sexual sensual goddess is that she just oozes that love for life that Mm -hmm. zest for life you know she's the woman who you know you kind of see on the street and everyone just looks at her she walks into the room and everyone wants to kind of talk to her because she just oozes that love for life and just for love for pleasure love for you Mm -hmm. know people around her and I think that's something that definitely can be learned yeah. And uh and and again it's just going back to your basics. Mm-hmm. Going back and getting in touch with your intuition, with your ability to sense people, to sense things, to sense, you know, situations. Uh it's about self-protection, it's about boundaries, it's about being able to draw boundaries that are kind of, you know, um kind of separating you from the bullshit from from the bullshit right (laughs) so it's all very interconnected and it's all very important it's part of being kind of sensual goddess Mm -hmm. but it's really about understanding um as i said what gives you pleasure and also i think it's important to mention that a lot of uh women if we are talking about sexuality Mm -hmm. you know don't necessarily have very healthy relationships with their sexualities yes because we you know a lot of us come from very different backgrounds and i mean it has something to do with our cultural conditioning our set our uh you know conditioning when it comes to uh religious conditioning mm. um you know just the way our upbringing cultural upbringing mm-hmm. so it a lot has to do with the way we perceive pleasure mm-hmm. so a lot of us you know even grow up thinking that you know what I don't have 
a kind of ra- a right to have pleasure in my life. You know, a lot of people grow up, a lot of women grow up with this idea that they have to sacrifice themselves to a man or to somebody else mm-hmm. and put everybody else first. But that's not what it's about. And I mean, of course, it is important to love your children, to love your partners, to love our parents, love our elderly and family members in our community. Mm-hmm. That's very important. Yeah, and to be a functioning member of your community Absolutely. and whatever. Yeah. Absolutely, but there is something else. Mm-hmm. There is another person, which is you. And once you actually are able to reconnect with all those things, including your sexual pleasure, you're going to be a better partner. You're going to be mm-hmm. a better parent. You're going to be a better and kind of more valuable member of, of your community. Yeah, you can you know? better serve your community when you've you got your own shit together, right? You're no good to anyone. Absolutely. <laughs> when you're, yeah, when you just don't have your your stuff sorted out like that all your mental health stuff and self-care stuff and wellness definitely. stuff sorted out definitely yeah. you know, that's I, the best thing you can do for your family and for your partners and for mm, everyone you encounter absolutely is work on yourself and if your partner that's not what your partner wants then there's probably some sort of a codependent relationship and you know what that's not necessarily a healthy relationship right right because if your partner doesn't want you to be happy and healthy and well on your own you know dump the motherfucker already yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's you know it's really might be just as simple as that. Yeah. That might be the only solution because usually people like that, you know, they just tend to suck life out of us. Yes. So and we don't need that, and we need to change our perfume and move on. <laughs> change your perfume. Throw out your sex toys and... uh... (laughs) Yes, yes. But also, you know, there's something... Burn that lingerie. (laughs) Listen, do what it takes, but move on and get yourself together, get yourself happy, and get yourself happy on your own. Because Mm. before anything else, I think that the sensual goddess needs to really understand her self-worth, needs to understand what gives her pleasure before searching for pleasure anywhere else. Yeah, I think that's a common thing Mm -hmm. that women uh, have, and I'm sure a lot of people a lot of people regardless of gender have like a lot when you get out of a long-term relationship a lot of people have that instinct to be like okay I need to be single for a while like I need to to reconnect exactly all the things you're saying like Mm -hmm. I need to concentrate on myself for a while I think almost everyone at some point in their lives has said that you know before you jump into the next relationship right or I'm sure there are also a lot of people who said you know what who absolutely cannot stand being alone even yes. for a month yes right and yes. they will say okay because that's what they need to do they need to mask you know their discontent and their unhappiness and their hurt and their pain with you know another pleasure with distract 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 yeah exactly which actually doesn't do you any good and i think that part of living a sensual life is feeling all of your emotions in a very um you know kind of open and intense way so bad emotions are also good emotions and that's going to probably lead us into our kind of next subject that we would we will want to talk about which is a tantric lifestyle mm-hmm. yeah right and that's all a part of it it's about being present it's about really experiencing everything and being honest and i think that the sensual kind of goddess the sensual woman really really is able to get in touch with all of those emotions and work her stuff out Mm -hmm. before moving on to anything else Mm -hmm. so you know and also i i do want to mention things like masturbation like Mm -hmm. touching like you know really being able to understand what gives you pleasure because if you're asking me we will never ever you know there are some people who are going to say well you know what when we let's say when my partner and i we've been married for 20 years you know and we kind of learned together how to experience that pleasure 
That's great. That's, That's great. But also masturbate. Also explore on your own. But still, you <laughs> gotta explore and understand what gives you pleasure because it can also be a very educational experience for you as a couple. Mm-hmm. Extremely. It's only extremely oh yeah, sport, knowing important. yourself and your own pleasure, like masturbation type stuff, self love type stuff. Mm-hmm. It's only going to amplify the sex life you have with a partner. Yes. Right. Like it's in no way it's going to detract from that if you you know have a really healthy healthy like masturbation uh, routine. Yes. Yeah. And also it allows you to kind of look back into what makes you happy, what gives you pleasure, right? It's, I think that part of being kind of a sensual goddess is about really kind of turning all the distractions off. It's not about going for a manicure, a pedicure. Uh, Like a friend of mine says, you know, it's not about going shopping. It's about really kind of tuning into yourself and what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself, even when it comes to kind of bodily pleasure and, and, and touching and things, you know, what is it that your body craves? Do you want that tender loving and care and kind of sex on the beach type of a fantasy, right? (laughs) Or do you want some consensual uh, aggression? Do you want some you know someone to take control do you want to control what is it that floats your boat at this time because our sexuality as well as our sensuality they're fluid mm-hmm. they are never the same it's like a ever-changing meta- metamorphosis of who we are mm-hmm. you know we want different things you know i wanted different things when i was 20 yeah. and now that i'm you know 25 you know I want completely different things right <laughs> yeah and from one day to the next as well yes. you know what I wanted yesterday isn't necessarily what I'm gonna want today yes and, and that's know, healthy and good yes and I mean yeah. a lot of it depends you know depends on our cycle as a woman right our mm. body cycles and mm-hmm. and our moods and 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 it's true listen women are constantly changing it's like the moon phases yeah right? exactly you know, we're the from... motherfucking moon yeah <laughs> right we are as weird and also we are as magical yes and colorful and like all those positive mystical words. and all yes. of those things yeah. right yeah. so so yeah so we have to respect all of those things we have to respect ourselves our wishes our desires mm-hmm. and i think that when we do that for ourselves the rest of the world looks at us completely differently they're saying people you know, notice yes this woman is worthy of respect this this woman is is magical. She's, you know, just so seductive and she's so sensual mm-hmm. and alluring and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And the world sees us completely differently. Yeah. And I've, all of us are worthy of respect, no matter where we're at. But um, I think it it's knowing that you have worth, mm-hmm. you know, really feeling and living your every day like you have worth because mm-hmm. we all do. Absolutely. And we all just need to get in touch with that. And then, fuck, the rest will fall together. Like, it's that easy. It's not, obviously, uh, to see that you have, you know, to really feel that you have worth. I think a lot of people struggle with that. And a lot of women, just with all the, uh, you know, the female conditioning and the script um, that we're told that we don't, you know. Yes, yes. And also, you know, from... Which is why all of this is so important. Yes. And also as we go through different stages of life, right? Yeah. You know, I think our perspective changes and we always have to make sure that regardless if 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 you're, you know, just newly single or newly married or you become a mom or you become a grandmother or you become, you know, really through all the stages of life, it's mm-hmm. important to check back in and say and kind of reconnect with your self-worth and to because, you know, listen, life 
just has this life is very generous when it comes like it comes to this type of stuff you know it knocks you you know at every stage of life and everyone gets their fair share no one has it perfect so you know and sometimes it really like we said affects our quality of life and mm-hmm. our self-worth and and how we see ourselves so mm-hmm. it's really really important that we kind of you know put in the work put in the work and make sure that we stay connected to that self-worth and what what gives us pleasure and what makes us happy. Yes, love that. Well, Manuel, we are at time, so we didn't even hit our last topic. But you know what? That's just going to give me an excuse to have you back. I would (laughs) love to come back. Are you kidding me? Yes. That's fantastic. So, Manuel, are you able to tell listeners and viewers um, exactly where we can find you, if you have anything coming up that you want people to follow you on, all your social media type stuff? Well, I always like people to follow me because, you know, I always like to think that I'm always, you know, kind of producing something. Yes, yes. (laughs) You have a lot. You do a lot. I I do quite a bit of things. So I I actually will be doing um, a video um, Mm -hmm. for Oasis Aqua Lounge very soon. So we will, you know, have that. And then I actually have a new book coming out very soon. So... And, the- and I have a copy of your first one here. Oh, yes, my I baby. <laughs> oh, I, I got this uh, lovely gem that Emmanuel brought over to me, the stopover. So yes. this is a, where can people find this? So people can buy it on Amazon. It's also available in select bookstores all over Canada and the United States. Lovely. And um, so you're, and you're doing another one. Fantastic. And yes, Great. there's a brand new one coming out actually on a very similar subject that we're kind of exploring today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that the best way to get in touch with me is either on Facebook or Instagram at at um, Manuela underscore daily underscore sensuality Great. for everything that you need to know when it comes to sensuality, pleasure, and a happy lifestyle. Oh, yes. And let me think of the thing, all the things I have to say. Okay, so uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, it would be so helpful if you could subscribe. It just helps us with all our business stuff. When I say our, I mean mine. <laughs> It's just me. I'm the sole producer, um, proprietor of Bedpost. So it just goes leagues uh, on the business side of things. If you're listening to us on iTunes, and again, when I say us, (laughs) I mean me. Um, that would be great if you could uh, rate and review. That's also super helpful. Um, if you're in Toronto and you want to see uh, the Bedpost stage show, we are at the Social Capital Theatre the third Friday of every month at 8 or the last Tuesday of every month at the Super Wonder Gallery at 9. Um, if you are uh, listening to the just the audio podcast, you're going to hear original music by Stephanie Copeland. You can check out all her stuff at Step Cop. StephCopelandMusic.com. Um, I want to give a huge shout out to the Sonar Network, which is the podcast network that I'm on. Lots of other fantastic podcasts that you can go and check out on Sonar. Uh, also, Eggplant Media is responsible for all, all of our new YouTube uh, content. And we want to thank everyone, as usual, here at the Pacific Junction Hotel. And I want to give a, another great thank you to Emanuela Fernandez. Thank you so much for coming and speaking with me today. I'm so sorry. So happy I was able to do it. It's a privilege. Thank you so uh, much. We'll have to have you back. Thank you. And bye, everyone. Thanks so much for listening and watching. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.